Bookguys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash bookguys and get a free audiobook just for signing up for a free trial. is the book guys show episode 110 i am your special guest host my name is paul alves also known as paul the book guy on twitter uh joined today by my co-host where are you today craig mr craig damlo i am in america's upper left corner of seattle nice and is it raining there as much as it is here no it's uh it doesn't rain in september <laughs> excellent <laughs> hey we got a special guest today craig comedian Arthur Simeon himself, and I believe, Arthur, you are in Toronto? Yes, I am. So your, uh, your new album, Born and Raised, is out? Yes. We're going to uh, be um, definitely talking about that uh, early on in the show, because uh, I really, you know what, I played it here uh, nice and loud in our studio slash office slash shop, and I mean, I think two people pissed themselves. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think and they actually uh, did. <laughs> that is the that is a great thing. I will send uh, diapers <laughs> to the office. Uh, now, Arthur. Normally, we, we we start off by asking people, everyone, guests, co-hosts, right. what's on there? What's on your? What's on your nightstand? What's on your Kindle? What's on your? What's? What are you reading? What's what are on? you reading? Uh, maybe, <laughs> uh, it's very embarrassing because I I have uh, I'm actually been reading spy fiction. Nice. <laughs> I, Nothing uh, embarrassing big, about that. Pardon me. Nothing embarrassing about that. It is embarrassing this day and age when everyone else is reading biographies and based on a true story. Right. <laughs> I uh, I read a ton of of spy fiction because I grew up. Uh, one of the first books I ever read was The Born Identity. And sort of fell in love with the genre, so I've never really let it go. But at the same time, I I, I think it's embarrassing because spy fiction has changed in terms of like when when people are writing about the Cold War, there was actual like the spies actually had like those people just dealing with people. Right now, a lot of the spy fiction is like they went to Twitter, and I was like, oh come on, you're you're breaking my heart. Uh, (laughs) So. So uh, I was reading a David Baldacci book called The Target right now. It's nice. the one on my nightstand. I, um, I have a lot of Baldacci's hiding behind my Tolstoy's. Nice. I, I try to pretend I'm a you know, <laughs> highfalutin yes. reader. Yeah, as well, everyone does. So, so what do you think of the Baldacci? Are you, you finished it yet? Or? No, I'm actually halfway through it. It's pretty good. But again, like I said, like, I, I read it with a little bit of like a yearning for old school um, spy fiction, like Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, kind right, of like, right. you know, where it was just, it was a lot of human interaction. Yeah, it was a lot of con it's, artistry going on and dead exactly. drops. And yeah, it was fun. Absolutely. Before, before computers took over. Yeah, stupid computers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Craig, what's on uh, your nightstand or your Kindle or your Android or your iPhone? Or your- well, I was just going to make the bad joke that the Kindle, my Kindle's on my nightstand. <laughs> nice. Uh, but you ruined it. Thanks. Damn it. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, I just finished reading, and, and I will go the embarrassing route as well, and I just finished Mist, the uh, Book of Artists, which was a – essentially it's the prequel to the 90s computer game Mist. Uh, I just – I bought the whole bundle on Kindle, which it's like – it's three books – 
that I guess, well, I guess you call it a trilogy, right? Of uh, the story of the, you know, kind of behind the scenes of that uh, 90s game, uh, computer game Myst. I, I played the which, crap out of that game it was, oh it yeah was me all too like, and, uh, and I've read I've read this book before but I haven't read the other two so I just bought the whole trilogy and uh, read the first one again and I'll start reading the next one here is that is that Mist now available for like Android or iPhone uh, I've seen it on the iPad they call I mean it's something dumb like this is not your father's Mist. I think you can now smoothly walk around the uh, worlds rather than um, it's not just you know how still, it used to be jump yeah. cut scenes essentially. It was all still life pictures, right? With a, right. a little bit of animation here and there. But, but it was still a great game. Now, now would reading the, the the prequel book help you with the game? I don't think it. Well, kind of yes, because if I remember right, it's been a long time since I played the game. You're trying to figure out who's the good guy and who's the bad guy in the game. And the book kind of gives that away. Right. Okay, gotcha. Hey, well, since you're, both of you were embarrassed, I'm embarrassed too. Because uh, what I read this week since last show was The Maze Runner by James Dashner, a uh, young adult fiction. Uh, I believe it was a recommendation from uh, Nobot, from Sir Jimmy's son. Hasn't that just been turned into a movie? Yeah, it's uh, coming out soon, I believe. Right, yeah. So uh, now I get to spoil the movie for myself. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, well, that Nax superior at the theater. Oh, right. I read this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also working on Drawing Dead by Scott McKenzie, as I said last last week. <coughs> I'm only finding one issue with that one is uh, audio quality. the The narrator has a wonderful voice, Alex Hyde White, but it's right. one of these where it seems like he may have done some, uh, gone back and done some corrections to the audio, right. and maybe recorded on with a different microphone or in a different room and it kind of pulls you out of the story and i like to read audiobooks at night arthur because uh you know i listen to a story and i and this is not uh, i'm not putting down the books that i'm listening to because i i do eventually uh, you know listen to the whole things but i mean 15 20 minutes in bed with an audiobook and i pass right out because i'm so right. involved in the story that i'm not thinking about you know uh, mortgages or payments or right. the next day's things but having that voice change and that background change and the audio just change abruptly kind of brought me out. So I'm going to have to listen to that one during the day. And have either of you read Gone Girl? I have not. Because that's the, that's the other book that I, I, I think I'm going to start as soon as this is done. I've had so many good things. I mean, that's another movie. That's, I mean, that's another book that's, I think, being turned into a movie right now. Nice. Actually, next up on my... Uh, Kindle is going to be World Order by Mr. Kissinger. I just want to oh. take a, a peek inside that mind. That mind. <laughs> Good luck getting back out. <laughs> and maybe if I buy his book, he will kill me last. <laughs> uh, so let, so let's... Uh, hey, I was going to do a quick uh, book news. Yeah, since, oh, uh, sure. We're talking about uh, what uh, we're going to read. Book news. You request a jingle, you get it, buddy. I got it. Did you uh, see they set a date for the next uh, Game of Thrones book? Oh. Or A Song of Fire and Ice, I guess is Did they the finally chain uh, George to the typewriter? Yeah, so it's supposed to come out in October, so it's got to be done. Uh, um, I would assume, right? That you got to have time to, not that people publish much, but. Right. Well, now, now he's got, a, I guess now he's got a deadline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. Like Douglas, I Douglas Adams. I've never read any of the books. 
I've been no, a fan you know of what? the show, but I've never really read any of them. Arthur, I, as soon as I watched the first episode of the... I was actually uh, partway through the first book, and then I saw the first episode of the HBO series, and I, and I just put the books down. I said, this is so... <laughs> this is... I've not watched such great television in a long time. I'm not going to spoil right. it. Right. Yeah, see, so, and I've read... I, I watched the first series on HBO and then grabbed the book and read all five of them before the second uh, series came on. So October 26th, I will have uh, it delivered directly to my Kindle and start reading it. Nice. Well, there's nice. some some, uh, some hope for you too because uh, I'm told that George is working with the scriptwriters. Uh, he is, I believe, head scriptwriter and they are changing quite a few of the fundamentals from the book. So there are going to be surprises uh, even for those of us who uh, have read the series. Yeah, and the TV series is going to pass the books easily. Oh, for sure. For sure. Hey, uh, this is a jingle we haven't played in a while, guys. I know Arthur doesn't play the accordion, but we're talking comedy. Arthur Simeon, new album, Born and Raised. Arthur, is this, this is your first album? Yes, it is. It's wonderful. Tell us, tell us how it came about. Uh, it's... Uh, it's, it's... It's been a, it's been eight years in the making. I've been, I've, I was, I've been doing stand-up comedy for eight years, and I've been based out of Toronto for all of those eight years. And uh, people always sort of, I've, I, I've been on the road, and people would always ask me to sort of uh, put something out. I, do I have anything? Do I have an album out? And I said no because I wanted, when I had a chance to have an album, I wanted to make sure that people got a different show from when they came to see me live. And so after eight years of working, I kind of uh, put all my favorite jokes together from the beginning to, 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 the, to, you know, to the very last day when we taped it and just put it, all of them together into one album. And I had a very difficult time coming up with a name for the album because there was no actual theme. The, the basically, my first album was basically, here's what I've been doing for the last few years or the, sort of the best of the last few years. And uh, I realized that for all of my shows, I always open with the fact that uh, I was born and raised in Uganda, in East Africa. So I decided that that would be the name of, of the album. And, uh, it's, uh, and that's sort of how it all came about. Now, now Arthur, I'm, I'm hoping that there's some uh, TV producers listening because uh, uh, just uh, listening to your, uh, the, audio, uh, the, the comedy audio book, I, I, I was picturing a TV series starring you and, yes. and just you know like like family guy does the flashbacks right i was just picturing that the the, the ugandan flashbacks would just you know what you'd have to mail a lot of people diapers because they would be peeing themselves <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah i think that would be fun I, you should be my agent actually <laughs> actually wow. that should be the name of your next album is diapers not included Diaper not included. <laughs> <laughs> now, Arthur, so tell us a bit about yourself. So, uh, so far, what we know is that you are a Torontonian who came from Uganda. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, born in Kampala, uh, um, moved to Canada about 11 years ago. Uh, I, I went to school here. I went to Trent University in Peterborough, Ontario, and that's why I came up originally. And then uh, uh, seven and a half years ago, started... Uh, uh, doing stand-up, and um, I've, I've sort of been on the road ever since. Uh, my whole family still lives in Uganda. Uh, I live out here sort of by myself, so to speak, but I obviously have made a lot of friends and 
and have uh, some some cousins and stuff in in Canada. And um, uh, and I guess that's that's all I can think of right off the top. There you go. Now, now a lot of the the jokes focus on uh, some of the Canadians' m- misconceptions of yes. uh, you know Uganda and Africa in general. I mean, it's like uh, when we talked about Iraq with uh, the gentleman who goes by the code name Johnny Walker. Uh, he was saying that even them in Iraq watching uh, you know CNN footage, it was always you know a desert. Right, you know, uh, mangy dog, and a hole in the ground. You know, right. and and a lot of the visuals we get too sometimes of uh, East Africa and West Africa and all of Africa is uh, right. like you said. You know, how do you keep the lions out of the house? <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> I, I and I think it's um, I, 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 like I've like I've talked about in my act. It's a uh, it's there's a laziness that comes with being in in Canada that kind of like people are just kind of like they'll go with what they see. Because everyone who's sort of depicting an African landscape is trying to get you to do something. They're trying to either get you to travel, so they'll show you the, the safari and, 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 and that scene, or they're trying yeah. to get you to donate money to a charity. Right. So they show you the, the despair and, and sort of the rural life. But the funny thing about it is that no one is depicting it as a sort of a, day, a place where people go about their daily lives. People right. are driving to work. People are... You know, raising their families. So, so it's kind of strange for me because I grew up there to kind of look around and not see those depictions. It's always either trying to make it look exotic so you could travel there or trying to make right. it look desperate so you can spend your money on something. See, now, now Craig, Craig's American, so he's in yeah. Seattle. So he probably thinks I get up in the morning, you know, I snort some maple syrup. You know, then, <laughs> probably. Then I take- Take my coffee out into the yes. snowy winter, uh, you know, winter in the middle of July, and yeah. then I put my coffee on top of the back of my pet moose, yeah. you know. So every, which is every, not, I say which is everything from the truth, by the way. <laughs> well, I say everything I know about Canada, I learned from Cool Runnings. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because Canadians always complain that you know Americans don't know anything. They think it's just it's just this one you know giant cold place. But it's not that far off the truth. It's snowing in Calgary right now. Yeah, it is. That's how crazy Canada is. So, like, when Canadians complain, I'm like, but is that really a legitimate complaint? Because it's snowing in, it's yeah. snowing in Calgary in September. Absolutely. So, Arthur, now, uh, are we going to be seeing more albums from you? Because I can't wait. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, this one came out two months ago, so we're still sort of celebrating that. But I'm already at work at, on, on the next on the next hour and uh, and what it's what it's gonna bring. I'm I'm on the road. I'm starting to go on the road again in about a month and just do like about two or three straight months of traveling throughout Canada. And um, hopefully next year I'll start going to the states as well. And yeah, and then hopefully in, uh, by the end of uh, next year we should have a new album out. Excellent. And uh, Arthur, is there anything coming up in Toronto that I should know about? Because I really want to go see you live. I will be at Just for Last. JFL 42 is coming to Toronto. And on September 23rd, I'll be at the Rivoli as part of a, a group of people. I think that's my next show in Toronto. Nice. I'll be there and I want my diapers. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll bring you a nice pair. Uh, are you a medium? Are you a large? Are you... <laughs> I like to pretend I'm a large, but I'm a medium. Okay. 
Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> All right, it's been a pleasure. We're, we're going to take a quick break. Thank you so much. It uh, has been mine. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. I, I want to remind folks. All the nice words. Thank you. And I want to remind folks, if you're on like a service like Google Play, uh, Arthur's album is there. Uh, it's available on iTunes. Uh, if you can find a record store, it might even be there in CD format. Who knows? Yeah. If those and things it's on still Amazon exist. and everything, yes. <laughs> now, Arthur, can you tell folks where they can reach you and find out more about you? Uh, ArthurSimeon.com is the website. Uh, my Twitter handle is ArthurSimeon. That's A-R-T-H-U-R-S-I-M-E-O-N. I'm also on Facebook. And uh, if you can't find me in either of any of those things, you can email me at artsimeon at gmail.com. Or just come hang out at my house, figure out my address, and then (laughs) come and uh, let's watch some television together. (laughs) Sounds like a plan, Arthur. Thank you so much. We'll take a quick break, folks. Arthur Simeons, born and raised. Check it out now, and we'll be right back after this. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank you. Hey, Paul. This is Orson Scott Card. I thought I was the book guy. Now I find out you're the book guy. What am I? Oh, I guess I'm just the author of Ender's Game. Okay. We're back. Mr. Damlo, it's, it's kind of a, a slow book news week. But uh, we do have some uh, this happened. Get the diapers out. Apple had another event. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Before we start bad-mouthing anything or talking about it, I got to say the... The size of the iPhone almost wants to tempt me to go back because that's kind of the main reason uh, I switched to Android was because of the little tiny iPhone screens and uh, my 5-inch HTC One. The only thing keeping me on it, I think, right now, Craig, is the fact that I can install any app I want on it. And how many apps do you want to install on it? Many. (laughs) (laughs) I need my BitTorrent apps. Let's just say that way. I want the apps that Apple won't allow you to have on your uh, iPhone unless you jailbreak it. Yeah, BitSync is on there, but I have you're right. I haven't seen any true BitTorrent. Yeah, no, they did just don't they don't allow it. So, uh, how else am I going to watch my uh, you know uh, leaked Doctor Who videos? <laughs> <laughs> so the iPhone's bigger, better, thinner, yada yada yada. Uh, I mean, uh, a lot of health things happening with it. I think I think the big what stole the show was the Apple Watch. Yeah. As far as its uh, connectivity to the iPhone, and we finally have our Dick Tracy watch that that Grandma can use. You know, something simple. FaceTime is on it, and I, now I want my jetpack. Does that qualify as the only good movie Madonna's ever done? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a, the Dick Tracy factor, the 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 heart rate monitoring, all that. Uh, interesting. Yeah. I, you know, though, the, I, I can't remember. I was just trying to find who said this, and it's, it's the funniest thing I've read about the Apple Watch was, you know, somebody had made the comment that uh, it was something along the lines of Apple had a chance to bring the watch into the 21st century and honor the life of Steve Jobs, and instead they decided to honor the Casio watches of the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? There's a lot of connectivity to your phone, and you know what? There's a lot of, a lot of times where you don't want to pull your phone out, or you just want to quickly glance 
Like, who just texted me? And now it's just a flick of the wrist, literally. I mean, when you bring your wrist up, it, you know, they have put a lot of thought into it. Um, I don't know that at a $350 price point, it's worth not looking at your phone. But uh, I thought that one of the funnier comments on Twitter was uh, Ellen DeGeneres, who said, for decades, people have looked at the time on their watch, but now, uh, oh, sorry, uh, on their phone, but now Apple has re- you know, revolutionized and put the time on your wrist, you know, like <laughs> this is not something new, but I could see a lot of kids who have $350 to blow, uh, starting to wear watches again. Cause it's, uh, you know, Dick Tracy and all that. Yeah. I, the 350 price tag is what broke it for me. At, at, I would have been on board probably at a hundred, but yeah. knowing that every, you know, two to three years I'm going to be wanting to upgrade my watch yeah. 350 bucks is way too much. Well, you know, you know where I think that they fell down? This should have been a standalone product like their iPods. Uh, they made it, well, it's, it requires an iPhone uh, 5 or above. Now, if they had made it like a sort of like an entry level product where you got the watch and now eh, you could think about maybe getting the iPhone to get some extra features, like sort of had it like, a, you know, get your foot in the door and get people to go switch over to. To iPhone, I mean, iPhone's only like nine or ten percent of the market, right? They still have yeah. a lot of uh, you know room to grow, but it, it does require the iPhone six uh, and all of its sensors. Um, I've used a few of the, the the fitness things on my Android, but all it does is count steps. You know, anything else you got to manually put in. Where the the new iPhone has the uh, barometer, which allows it to know if you're going upstairs or uh, if you're uh, biking up a hill down a hill and they can more accurately uh, calculate calories burned right if it knows you're going up you know a 30 degree hill it can calculate uh, how many you know calories you're using up so I, I can see it being handy for the person that wants to lose weight like me <laughs> yeah I, I mean i've been on the fitbit uh, for a couple of years now which has the sensor in it for stairs the barometric sensor but which is really nice and and if you know, if I go to an iPhone six, it, it'll probably eliminate my Fitbit because uh, right. I won't need to carry it anymore. But uh, yeah, the the whole fitness thing, I, I don't know. I still think that where the watch failed was the look. They had so much opportunity to for it to be more than a watch, and and I'd seen lots of mockups online that looked great. Right, and then the Apple Watch came out, and it's like, oh, that's well, yeah, what you, you guys know, there, did. there was a lot of a lot of uh, talk about the battery life, and it's a one day battery life. And I'll be honest, I'm leery about having my Android in my pocket. I know how much energy is contained in these batteries. You know, the the, the lithium batteries are dangerous. I mean, they they can literally explode. Um, and I don't see that wrapping like oh, some of the concept designs had the strap being full of batteries. Like that's the last thing you want is you know, uh, this thing burning your hand off, you know? So <laughs> yeah, that's I, true. I, there's, so there's probably some safety concerns and, I'm, and there's probably like a, you know, solid metal uh, piece between you and the battery just in case. It gives you, you know, that extra three seconds to whip your phone off. But uh, I, I think that they're sticking with the one day battery life just because they don't want to put a denser, you know, more dangerous battery on your wrist or in your pocket, you know. Yeah, and I just found it. I want to give credit. the The quote that I horribly butchered was from uh, 
Benjamin Schwartz in his New Yorker cartoon today. Nice. And you didn't butcher it as bad as I butchered Ellen DeGeneres, so you know, we're okay. <laughs> we're okay. But yeah, I, I, the, the battery life is, you know, and the thing, the, what's weird for me on the wrist battery life is I know that there's a lot of energy that is required to do everything it does. But you look at like those, uh, I think it was at Cisco or Seco has had the movement watches for, right. you know, decades now. Yeah, I was that, surprised they didn't incorporate that. You know, right. Like where, where just you're walking, uh, the kinetic energy charges the battery. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, and, and I think that's the number one thing on the Apple Watch, uh, you know, from the, uh, the, the Book Guys podcast, uh, buy or don't buy. It's don't buy. Wait for version two. I mean, look at the iPhone to iPhone 2, the right. iPod to iPod 2. Yeah, it's first, um, first generation. Yeah. You know, uh, it'll get better. It'll get slimmer. You know, they probably already could have made it one millimeter slimmer, but they're going to save that for next year when, you know, they bring out the uh, version 2. I like the, uh, the bands. They can change the bands. There's a couple of, there's a gold version. So they really are targeting a market of people who already own multiple $500 watches. I don't think they're targeting this at, uh, you know, Joe Lunch. Swatch users. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but they also have that uh, bonus that, yeah, okay, $350 for the watch, but now you, have, you, know, you can buy 10 or 11 more bands, depending on what you're wearing. And I can see ladies uh, really spending uh, a lot more than the original 350 on different colored bands and, uh, you know, metal bands and gold bands. Yeah, I, and and you're right. the The problem is the styling on the top is where I think it'll fail. Um, it, it's just really It looks clunky. Yeah, not as bad as a lot of the Android watches that I've seen, and and even the the round ones where you can't see anything on the damn screen because it's round. There's yeah, I, I don't, don't get have, the round. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason we don't have round screens, people. Yeah. Even Battlestar Galactica went as far as taking the corners off rectangles, but they never went round. Well, there. <laughs> so, yeah, World Order by Kissinger. I think that's going to be an interesting one. I'm looking forward to uh, delving inside the mind. The insane mind of Mr. Kissinger. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, the way he talks, are you going to hear his voice in your head the whole time? Right. And, you know, and, and he's old enough. I like, I like reading uh, autobiographies when the person is older and they just don't give an F. Right, yeah, you know, when they've it, just said, I'm going to yeah. say, it, say it how it is. Yeah, you know, because like, at this point, he doesn't care if he's going to get assassinated or have a you know, knock on the door from the CIA. You know what I mean? Where uh, Had he written uh, you know, something at 40 or 50, he might have uh, you know, held back his tongue a bit. But uh, this could be interesting. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Well, Craig, thank you for joining us. This is going to be one of the shortest uh, Book Guys shows in a while. <laughs> but I, but it, they're coming out consistent again, so that's got to count for something. I'm working on a, a story for next week. Uh, we're going to start doing some historical book-related things. Uh, I'm going to be talking about the history of the paperback and World War II and how the publishers gave away hundreds of millions of books and somehow ended up making more money. Uh, you don't tell the record companies. That's right. Yeah, don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to hit it, my friend. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Craig. Yep. Good times. Big thank you 
to Arthur Simeon, born and raised. Check it out. It's really funny. He's a funny guy. I can't wait to see him live at, I wrote it, I wrote it down, at the Rivoli. See you next week, folks. Same book time, same book channel. Stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guide Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Bow, 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 bow.